Hello, ladies and gentlemen, Jesse DePlanis here. Thank you for tuning in to our broadcast. Last week, we preached a sermon entitled, A Call to Work, Part One. This is part two of this same message, A Call to Work. And I believe part two is better than part one. Are you ready to embrace God's plan for your life? Because he's calling you and he wants you to answer his call. I mean, all you got to do is obey. You be willing and obedient. That's it. You eat the good of the land. Call a friend, tell him to turn that television on. Get some pencil and paper and notes. Take this, because this will help you today. This is part two of a great sermon entitled, A Call to Work. It will encourage you and give you spiritual nutrition. Watch, be blessed. Nothing is more needful than continuous expectation. Each person makes his own world. I've said that to my daughter many times. You know? that is, she said, Daddy, everything you touch seems to prosper. I said, Jody, I create my world. And since I got the light of God, I ain't walking in darkness. I'm walking in light. So I know exactly what I'm doing, when I'm going to do it, where I'm going to do it, and how I'm going to do it. Why? Because my eyes are open. But it's my job to open up blind eyes. Now, you're going to get some persecution. If Jesus got it, Paul got it, you're going to get it. I personally believe in a hundredfold return. Some people don't like the way I, I believe about finance. <laughs> My God. Well, now that you lost your job, you can't pay your rent, how that's working out for you? Are you happy? Are you excited? They're about ready to throw you out the house because you can't pay your rent? No. You need to come over my side. That's the debt-free side. Now, I'm not bragging about that. You see, oh, you just can't be debt-free. That's a man that's blind. In other words, the only way you can make it in life is by a bank or by a finance company. You are better than that. See, you don't need to be looking for a stimulus package. You ought to be a stimulus package. Do you see what I'm saying? And there's nothing wrong with receiving, but I'm just saying, do you see what I'm saying? I had someone ask me the other day, Brother Jesse, did you get your stimulus, stimulus thing? I said, no. Oh, Why? Oh, y'all going to get mad at this. I said, I make too much money. <laughs> oh, they got, oh! <laughs> Nothing is more needful than continuous expectation. I'd be a short cut. Thank you, Holy Ghost. He said, tell them why you're blessed. I expect it. Nothing is more needful than continuous expectation. Each person makes his own world. I just expect it because I know one day Kathy going to get up and see something she won't. My God, even when all the malls were closed, there was clothes coming to the house. How did this happen? Online. My God, we couldn't get the dealers. We couldn't get the Neiman Marcus. We couldn't get that. But boy, it was coming to my house. A woman know how to find out how to do something. Even food coming to the house. I said, hey, Kathy, we don't have any more cheese. It'll be here tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, but the store's all closed. It'll be here tomorrow. Showing up, there it is. <laughs> Women can shop, boy. Amen. They can throw a MasterCard like a Frisbee. Boom, it just, wham, they hit it and come back out. Like a boomerang, come right back to him. I got it. 
Nothing is more needful than continuous expectation. Each person makes his own world, which means this, you've, got to, you've been called to open eyes. That's why you're a Christian. Now that the light, and once you see the light, you don't want no more no darkness. Write this down. Once you've been with God, you discover there's no end to amazement. I just can't understand how anybody can backslide. Why? What in the hell do you want? Now, you've heard me say that many times. My God, I'm, I get up every day amazed at what God does. I, I just, he amazed me Thursday night, Friday morning. I went and see a friend. Well, I'll just say, we went over to Keith and Phyllis Moore's. They're in a, Florida opened up. And they said, Florida welcomes Louisiana people. I said, I'm going, Jack. So we flew into Florida, glory to God. And, and they're good friends of ours. And oh, we would just had a wonderful time. And, uh, and it was Friday and he said, uh, would you like to preach? He, they have Friday service over there. I said, I'd love to. He said, don't, no, you don't have to. I said, oh. I said, when I go on vacation, I don't cut God out of my life. I know some preachers say, I'm so out. I'm so tired. I don't want to talk about God or nothing. I said, that's why you're tired. <laughs> I'm going to find me a church or find me. I'm going, I'm, I'm a, I don't cut God out of my life, vacation or not. I even flew over. I, on Thursday, I flew to Okeechobee. You got to speak in tongues to say that name. I said, Okeechobee. And went to see one of my spiritual sons. Whoa, what a blessing. John and Judy. Uh, 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 they were just... Uh, uh, Wilcox, John and Judy Wilcox, I wasn't going to say the last name, but you, okay, I guess it's okay. And uh, wonderful, and you know, we've been married 50 years last month, but we, what did we do? Watch a meteorologist say it, okay, crystal ball's going to kill you. No, I don't want to, watching a, a tropical storm. Look how big it is. I don't want to say how big it is. I want it to be in France. I've been married to this woman 50 years. I've never, we've never had a honeymoon. I said, I'll take you to France. You want to go? Yeah, we'll do that. I said, we'll, but that didn't stop us. So we're going to still do it some, as soon as we can. As, uh, as soon as France opens up or, or wherever, we, we, we may go somewhere else. Who knows? We might go to Czechoslovakia. I don't know where we're going to go. <laughs> Hallelujah. Listen, man, when you've been locked up, you want to go anywhere. <laughs> My God, let's go to Chauvin. Hey, <laughs> we're going to Cougadries. Let's just go somewhere. <laughs> right? My Lord Jesus. Well, it's the same way with God. I, I don't understand how people can be so depressed. They're mad at somebody at the church. Why? When they did me wrong? Okay. Next question. So what? Why don't you put your eyes on the amazement of who God is? That he actually loves the person that's been giving you a hassle. So once you've been with God, you discover there is no end to amazement. I, and we, we flew back Saturday. We had such a wonderful time. And you know what the devil told me? I looked at the weather. You know how fine as you get older, you look at the weather a lot. Man, when I was young, I could care less what was coming. It could have been a tsunami 5,000 feet high. <laughs> I'll get a surfboard. You know how young people are. My hello. I said, it ain't raining. And when I was sleeping, the devil told me, I'm going to make your pool run over. <laughs> I said, shut up, devil. I mean, he just tried to hassle you. So I start praying in the Holy Ghost. He left. Amen. He don't like that when you start speaking God's word, especially through the Holy Ghost. Yes, so you see, I just stay in amazement. I just enjoyed myself. Still did my daily devotions. Still did everything I normally do. 
If he's supposed to be relaxing, I am. I'm still amazed. Are you still amazed? Are you just as, as excited as you were when you first got saved? Remember when you first got saved? Woo! Lord, gee. Everything you believed came to pass? Till you got around them old church people? Now, boy, we tried that and it didn't work. I've never learned to doubt. And I never will. I don't want that. I'm not going to have that. Write this down. Christ does not want sneaking followers or sneaky Christians. He wants courage, simplicity, boldness, and emphasis. Christ does not want sneaky Christians or sneaking followers. You know, well, you know, we don't talk about that, you know, because it makes people mad religion. No. He wants courage. He wants simplicity. He wants boldness and emphasis. Oh, I love that. So I give it, I produce boldness. Well, when I was a sinner, I was bold. It's amazing what you do to your body when you're a sinner. You wouldn't do it to your car. You treat your body worse than your car. You wouldn't take a, a gallon, a, a, a quarter oil and pour it in your radiator. And yet you're going to drink 190 proof. You know, if you put that in your car, it'll, it'll run. You can start the car. And you wonder why your stomach's being burned up. Y'all know what 190 proof is? No, you from Louisiana. You know what 190 proof is. You know, my, drink stuff that's not enough to kill you. Give you a hangover so much that you got to look up to see bottom. Go put your face in a place where your face should never be. You know what I'm talking about? Waiting for your shoes to come out your mouth because you're heaving and can't wait till next weekend to do it again. <laughs> make any sense? My God. The weekend before you found her, you was with an ugly woman. Oh, no. And the next weekend, she turned beautiful again. Oh, Lord. Christ does not want sneaking Christians or sneaking followers. He wants courage. He wants simplicity. He wants boldness and he wants emphasis. So I emphasize his word. Now people say, bro, just you always see, you always, I mean, do you, uh, uh, do you try to uh, get as many meetings as you can? No. Write this down. Never have a habit of waiting for a pulpit or a meeting. When you find blind eyes, open them. I'm not waiting for a pulpit or a meeting. My God, I can be in a rush and I see blind eyes. My Lord. Sometimes I have some people cussing, F this and F that, and they're right next to you, you know. And I thought, I know how to stop that. That's blind eyes, you see. People say, well, we're so used to that, you know. No, I don't, I don't. So I just pray a little loud. I said, oh, Father, bless this food. Oh, minister, the guy going, Ugh. I said, and bless his food. Because they, they might have got it out the garbage and he don't even know. Oh. See, you're opening up blind eyes. I've had to correct a lot of waiters and waitresses. They're wonderful people. They work hard. I don't like this. When you give, they give you the bill, do you need any change? See, you're telling me you want something. I already know you need something. That's not the issue. I would tell our waiters, I, I would never say that again. 
because I, like, it kind of irritates people. I say, yes, I do. Why? Because change ain't going to help you live. Change. Change. Because they're thinking, well, maybe I can get 15% or 18%, and a real great tip would be 20 But they don't realize that I've already made up my mind that I'm going to give them more than the food that I'm buying. You need any change? And the change might be 10 bucks. I said, yes. And then I take, I said, I needed some change because change don't, don't do nothing. And here's a hundred bucks or two hundred dollars. <gasps> now, when I go to those places, they don't, they just say, you can see it in their little eyes, even though they're not saved. Let the Lord lead you, Mr. Duplantis. <laughs> Never have a habit of waiting for a pulpit or a meeting. When you find blind eyes, open them. I seen a lady not long ago just hurting. I didn't know who she was. Oh, my God. I said, hi, my sweetheart. Are you all right? Oh, I, did, I, did. I said, can, can I pray for you? People freak out. They go, huh? And I don't wait. Oh, Father, I rebuke this pain in the name of Jesus. Help this lady. Minister to her. Bless her. I said, because by your stripes she was here. She ain't enjoying this. And she certainly ain't learning nothing from it other than what pain is. My God, how many times I went to a hospital and go to intensive care? I can get into places most of you can't because I'm a minister, see? Man, I go into intensive care, boy, and you, I've, I've heard blue codes. I mean, somebody's dying and everything you can think of going on in there. And my Lord, I'm praying for this prayer. Oh, in the name of Jesus. And as I walk by, people, I don't even know who they go. And I walk in their room. I said, you need prayer, don't you, sister? Oh, yes. Oh, would you do that for me? Oh, yeah. I said, oh. I had one man said, I'm dying and I'm scared. I said, well, I get rid of your fear and your cancer. He said, oh, if you could just get rid of the fear. And I thought, my God, man, I can get rid of the cancer too. I can get, listen, if you listen to me, I know how to do this. Don't shout me down when I'm preaching good. Not bragging. This is Jesus is the healer. You understand? But I mean, that's as far as he, that's as far as he could go. I said, okay, let's get rid of the fear. And I said, fear, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. And man, when I found he had tears now, he said, I have such a peace. And I want to tell him, you can live as long as you want. But I can see he couldn't receive it because he already believed what the doctor said. He already believed what all the family said. So at least he got the gift of peace. He said, thank you. He said, you know, I've watched you years ago on television. I said, you did. He said, thank you for stopping by. But, uh, and as I walked out, and there was another lady, please. I had to go around the whole intensive care. I mean, I couldn't get out. So I, I looked at the nurses. I said, is this okay? And there were some had family members. And, oh, would you, Reverend? Yeah. What you was doing? Opening blind eyes. Amen. I didn't need to wait for a pulpit or a meeting. I saw blind eyes. See, that's the call to work. Oh, Lord. Write this down. To open eyes, the chief method used is prayer. To open eyes, the chief method is used is prayer. From there, you go to preaching. And then, and then you live in Christ fully so that people don't see you. They see Christ in you, the hope of glory. Do you see? First thing is prayer. Ananias was praying. God said, Ananias, I want you to go over there and lay your hands on brother. So, oh, man, God, he, oh, no, he got power to kill me. Ananias, boy, that was a tough thing for him to do. And the scales fell from Paul's eyes. Saul's eye, and he became the apostle Paul. See, he already had his mission. 
See, so the first thing you use to open blind eyes or any eyes is prayer. Then there it progresses to preaching, which is proclaiming, teaching, which is explaining. And then the best part is to live in Christ freely. In other words, it don't make no difference what anybody said because I bet you've been delivered from the people. And that's a wonderful thing. So when people persecute me and try to hurt me and say, and they say some evil things about me, which are simply not true, but I've been delivered. I've had people say, my God, man, oh, Lord, how can you do that? Well, I've been delivered Amen. from the people. I've been delivered from their speech. So they can say what they want. You know, I, I, that, you can't offend me. I didn't say you couldn't hurt my feelings, but I won't let that develop to offense. Why? Because I've been called to work. Yeah, I mean, there's not, I don't think I go probably five hours without preaching or teaching somewhere. I mean, I'm always talking on the phone or if I'm talking, it's always about the word of God. I'm just preaching the word of God, my Lord Jesus, you know. I mean, I've been at football games and the team was losing and God hit me and said, you're a preacher, aren't you? Yeah, well, do something. <laughs> Like as if I could uh, grab the ball and throw it over into the end zone, you know? He said, did you know we lose? And I said, he said, what about God and faith? I said, whoever has the most faith. I said, evidently you don't because you're going by what you see. I said, so close your eyes and watch this game. All of a sudden he heard a shout. Drew Brees threw a touchdown. He said, I'm going to watch the game from now on with my eyes closed. I said, no, you need to open your eyes. That's not the issue. I said, but you know, you can help people from the stands. And if you don't believe that, then believe the New Orleans Saints because they say they have home field advantage. Now, they, you know, they're just saying that. It don't make no difference what stadium you're in. Like as if that's going to change how you play or that you got an extra edge. But see, because you believe that, you have an extra edge. That's faith working. Home field advantage. Uh, we're going to play in the dome. We can't lose in the dome. Huh. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say about that. Praise God. So to open eyes, the chief method used is prayer, preaching, and to live in Christ fully. You see, what you have to understand about this call to work, I send you. That's what Paul was saying was Christianity is not just a system of truths. See, everybody wants to know, what's the formula? Write this down. Christianity is not just a system of truths or a code of morality. They think that's that. What it is, is a, it, it, it is character of revelation. I'm going to explain that in a minute. It's not just a code of morality or a system of truths. It's character of revelation. You've been revealed. The Saul of Tarsus became Paul the apostle, and it was revealed to him that we could be in Christ, that we're saved by grace. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. Notice that. Christ liveth in me. This Christ is alive. And the life which I now live in the flesh. I mean, today, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So I don't frustrate the grace of God. So when things come against me, my weapons are not carnal, but they mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. How do you do that? Casting down that imagination. Every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Do you see that? That's prayer, preaching, and that's character of revelation. 
I believe that's good preaching. That's good. Hallelujah. I hope you're enjoying this message. You can tell I enjoy my own preaching. Isn't that something? I believe God is really speaking to you today. Listen, Christ doesn't want sneaking followers. He wants courage, simplicity, boldness, and emphasis. You understand? And he'll anoint you to receive every one of those things if you're just willing to do his work. I don't know why people don't want to do that. It speeds up the time and Jesus comes and gets us. Listen, you don't need a pulpit to preach the gospel or to open blind eyes. That can be spiritual and physical. Wherever you are at work, maybe with your family or out shopping, when you find blind eyes spiritually or physically, believe God to open them up. How do you do that with the word here, right here, with the Bible? So you study this, this gets inside of you. And if it gets inside of you, it comes out of you. And when it comes out of you, it'll knock down every barrier that's in front of it. The word of God is the most powerful thing on this planet today. And it will minister life to you. All you got to do is do the work. Well, how do I get my faith to increase? Faith come by hearing. Just hearing me right now, your faith is increasing. Listen to me. Not because of me, because of you. You're hearing it and you're going to apply it and it'll come to pass. I hope today's program has raised your expectation of God's call on your life. Can I pray for you right now? Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, I pray expectation greater than they've ever had before to do the work, to receive and complete what you call them to do and let people see it today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. I love expectation. You know why? Because if you expect it, Something's coming. Ooh, Lord, it's like a lady that's with child. She's expecting. When she tells you at first that she's going to have a child, you don't see nothing. But slowly, ooh, there it comes. But it's not here yet until you hear, wah, and that baby comes forth. What a blessing of God that is. Now, don't go nowhere. Kathy's coming right now with some great, glorious moments. These are testimonies that you send to us that we get to play on the program. Why? You know why you sent him to this? You was expecting and God gave you a blessing. Oh, Jesus. Isn't that, good? Isn't that good? It's better than good. Kathy, take it away. Bless the Lord. Bless me and bless these people watching today. Thank you for watching the broadcast today. You know, I love the theme that the Lord has given us for 2022. It says, go do the work. To me, it means spreading the good news that our wonderful God has amazing promises for those that love him. People all over the world are discovering the abundant life that Jesus came to give, and they send us wonderful testimonies like this one from West Virginia. I want to thank you for your teachings on giving and prosperity. I have learned more from you in the past three months about prosperity than in the last 30 years. Praise God for your ministry, and may I encourage you to keep going. You know, that is awesome. And I have another great testimony I want to share with you today. It's so awesome. It says, I am already a partner to your ministry, but I found myself with more this month, so why not sow extra seed into your good soil ministry? I have been a partner since April of last year and have now found myself debt-free, and I have a new car, which I desperately needed. Thank you for teaching me about prosperity. I'd never heard of this until I started following your teachings. Now I believe in the hundredfold. God just continues to blow my socks off through your teachings. And sometimes there just aren't enough words of gratitude that I have for him. I love your online Sunday services as well as your boardroom chats, Faith the Facts and Kathy's new Glorious Living Show. I love you guys and again, I just want to say thank you. You know, I pray that these testimonies have encouraged you to believe for your glorious inheritance. 
Proverbs 8.21 in the Passion Translation says, Those who love me gain great wealth and a glorious inheritance, and I will fill their lives with treasures. This verse makes it clear that our glorious inheritance includes salvation, healing, prosperity, and a life filled with treasures. Remember, it belongs to everyone that loves God, and that's what God has for you today. I hope you share with me your great testimony, your glorious moment one day, so I'll be able to share it with the world. Remember, God loves you, and you are a glorious treasure for Him. I believe that God has placed within each one of us a deep desire to live a better life. Whether it's a life free from pain, fear, or lack of any kind, God wants to bring that to pass for you. In my book, You Are Designed for Glorious Living, you'll discover how to achieve the better life God has for you. You know, long before you took your first breath, God had designs on you for glorious living. You are designed for glorious living. Available at JDM.org. I tell you what, I enjoy preaching the gospel. You can tell I've been doing this for 46 years and I'm, it's just never dull. And you know why I preach this gospel? Because partners, you send me to preach this gospel. Your faithful financial support is so vitally important to this ministry. Not because it's money, because it is souls brought into the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ. We reach people, we change lives, one soul at a time. I don't care how big this thing gets, and I don't mean it to sound arrogant, it's a big ministry. It's flowing literally all over the world. It's amazing to me what God has done, but he'll do more if I can have more partners to help me preach this gospel. Nothing too small and nothing too big. And I tell people this, the anointing of increase is on me. You know, the Bible says some 30, some 60, some 100 fold. Well, I'm not a some 30 man and I'm not a some 60 man. I'm a hundred fold man. I believe that because it's in red. That's it. I read that people say, yeah, but no, no, don't put no conjunctions to this stuff. This is what Jesus said. Either you believe this or you don't. It's just that simple. So my God, thank you, partners. So if you send your seed today or as you send your seed today, believe for the hundred fold. I can believe with you. Why not? You certainly deserve it. That's God's word. We're also offering today's message, a call to work for your May partnership. In full entirety, you'll get the whole thing and you can run it back and listen to it and more take notes. It will bless you. There's so much more in this message that you were not able to see. God's got something great for you to do. And I believe this teaching is going to help you reach your destiny and get to your destination. How do I get it, Brother Jesse? Go to JDM.org for all the ordering information. It's pretty simple, isn't it? I mean, it's just such a blessing of the Lord. So thank you, partners for helping me, you know. I trust you, you trust me. We both trust God. That freaks out everybody here behind the cameras. They go, he gonna say it again. Yeah, I'm gonna say it till Jesus come, hallelujah. And they're gonna thank God I did. They're gonna say, it worked. He did trust him and he came, hallelujah. What a blessing. Until next week, Jesse the Plants in. we love you. We appreciate you partnering us once again. Thank you for standing with us. Until next week, may God richly bless you. Bye-bye. So what's next, ladies and gentlemen? So much more. You got to keep your vision moving. You got to keep your faith growing. Don't compromise and don't settle. You're just getting started. Jesse Duplantis' 2022 Visionary Conference, July 14th and 15th at JDM International Headquarters, 1973 Armand Boulevard in Destrehan, Louisiana. Admission is free. Go to JDM.org and register today. Because God wants to take your vision to a new level. Life is better when you never learn to doubt. 
In his new book, Jesse will show you how to shut doubt down. You can have more joy, more success, and full peace. I Never Learned to Doubt, now available at JDM.org. The still, small voice of God is far louder than the voices of anyone else. Why? Because we live in an age of open doors. See, men and women's minds are open as never before to receive the truth because they tried everything and it's not working.